Happy Sunday, Middle Church. I am Natalie. I'm the digital minister here at Middle. Thank you so much for choosing to worship with us. We're so glad you are here. Um, happy Pride. It's Pride Month. We are so excited to uh, celebrate Pride with you in this more creative way. Um, we haven't had to think about how Pride exists virtually before, but we are excited to make sure that we continue to lift up the importance of this moment. Um, at the end of this week is Juneteenth, and we are also celebrating that. You all, we can walk and chew gum at one time. We can hold more than one thing at a time. Look for how we are celebrating Juneteenth. There is an amazing event coming up. If you have not already seen the um, details, be on the lookout. Um, we are happy to welcome Reverend Michael Livingston here today to preach for us. Thank you so much. Um, let's get into our opening hymn, but before we do, we'll take a deep centering breath. And let us worship God together.
morning. How are you? Come a little bit closer. Can you come closer? I'm gonna come closer. How are you? Why don't you bring mom and dad and bring Kia, Tio, Grandma, Nana, Grandpa. Bring your parents, bring everybody over as I offer the message for all ages. You know, there are many people who remember the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King for saying people need to be judged for their character and not their skin color. What's really sad is that some people still feel that black people aren't as funny or aren't as smart as white people, and we know that's just not true. So today, remember that underneath it all, underneath the skin, we're all alike. So the prayer today simply is, dear God, help us remember that we're all underneath the skin alike. Amen and amen. And now, let's sing Sia Humba. Good morning, Middle Family. Jackie here. Thank you so much for coming to worship today. I know many of us might be experiencing screen and Zoom fatigue, but I'm so glad you decided to come with us anyway and be with us on the homepage or on YouTube or on Facebook. Thank you so much for coming. Will you use the chat, please, to let us know where you're, um, where you're at right now? I am in New Jersey, outside, braving the pollen to enjoy this beautiful weather, and I'd love to know where you are right now as well. If this is your very first time, welcome home. Please let us know how you found us and we hope that you feel comfortable and that you'll come again. This is June 14th and today is a special Sunday in which we are preaching and worshiping around the idea of um, Juneteenth, which is coming on Friday. My friend, Michael Livingston, who is the uh, interim senior minister at the Riverside Church is preaching for us this morning and I am preaching at the Riverside Church. We're gonna have a conversation after worship about how multiracial churches like ours do anti-racist work. So please do stick around and, and have a chat and chew with us and have that conversation. This um, Wednesday and Thursday, my anti-racist masterclass still has room. Please register, please register your friends. Uh, the registration is $20 and that includes resources that we'll share. It's a two day class at seven o'clock on both Wednesday and Thursday. I hope you'll come and be in this really critical conversation with us. Thank you. Um, on Friday, it is Juneteenth, so we're having a big celebration. We're calling it Juneteenth Now. Get us free. Remember that quote from Amistad, give us free? Juneteenth Now, get us free. And we're going to talk about black resistance, resilience, healing, and joy. Uh, Charles Randolph Wright is producing along with Calissa Brewster, and we've got hosts, Karen Pittman and Titus Burgess, and some amazing artists from Middle and from uh, the theater and television who will be joining us to celebrate 
the power of black lives, the value of black lives, and the importance of black resilience, wellness, and wholeness. So please come and be with us. We hope to see you. Um, I'd like to also tell you that we are, of course, in Pride Month, and we've got amazing Pride programs scheduled, including a big Pride party on June 28th. So please go to the website and see what's happening, and please plan to join us. Right now, we're going to have a prayer. The Prayers of the People today is a beautiful piece of music put together by Elder Ivan Anderson, No Woman, No Cry, Bob Marley's beautiful piece of music set for prayer today. After that, we have an amazing new Amen by the inimitable John Del Cueto. And then we're gonna ask you to pass the piece to nothing but God's love from our welcome album. Allison Mickelson and Titus solo on that, or duet on that. So please stick around and pass the peace with the people with whom you're sheltered. In the meantime, my loves, peace be with each of you. Let us pray. This song goes out to everyone who is sick and tired of being sick and tired. Tired of the injustice, tired of the suffering, tired of the dead black bodies in the streets, tired of a system that still sees us as three-fifths of a human being, or less. Say, 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 no woman, no cry. No woman, no cry. Say, 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 dear little darling, don't shed no Push on through. 
but in my heart I believe. I may not get there with you, but I want you to know tonight that we as a people will get to the promised land. Lord have mercy. Still dealing with police brutality. Hey, but no woman, no cry. See, I believe that your weeping may endure for a night. But joy is coming in the morning light. Yes, it is. So hold on. And now, let us continue to pray the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. Pray it any way you know it. Pray it the way you learned it. Or pray the inclusive version that you see on the screen. Ever loving and holy God, hallowed be your name. Your reign come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for yours is the reign and the power and the glory. Amen.
Reverend Marlene Fox. I'm so excited to join the Middle Church team as co-executive minister with Amanda. I can't wait to get to know you and I'm happy to join you in this digital space of worship. I am also delighted to welcome Reverend Livingston to preach today in honor of Juneteenth. Michael's wife Nancy is my cousin and I am honored to read this scripture ahead of his sermon. Today's scripture lesson is from Genesis chapter 18 verses 1 and 2 and 9 through 15 and Genesis 21 1 through 3. Listen now for a word from God. 
the Lord appeared to Abraham by the oaks of Mamre, as he sat at the entrance of his tent in the heat of the day. He looked up and saw three men standing near him. When he saw them, he ran from the tent entrance to meet them and bowed down to the ground. They said to him, where is your wife, Sarah? And he said, there in the tent. Then one said, I will surely return to you in due season and your wife, Sarah, shall have a son. And Sarah was listening at the tent entrance behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, advanced in age. It had ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. So Sarah laughed to herself saying, after I have grown old and my husband is old, shall I have pleasure? The Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh and say, shall I indeed bear a child now that I am old? Is anything too wonderful for the Lord? At the set time, I will return to you in due season and Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied saying, I did not laugh for she was afraid. He said, oh yes, you did laugh. The Lord dealt with Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah as he had promised. Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age, at the time of which God had spoken to him. Abraham gave the name Isaac to his son, whom Sarah bore him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Good morning, Middle Collegiate Church. It's a pleasure for me to be with you this morning. And I hope you'll stay after service this morning for a conversation with Jackie Lewis, preaching at Riverside this morning while I'm here among you online. After service, we'll have a joint virtual coffee hour live. We'll be asking each other questions and creating an opportunity for you and members at Riverside to make comments, to ask questions for a lively conversation. In this extraordinary moment, we're finding new ways to be the church together. And this morning will be one of those. So I do hope you'll stay after the service this morning and click the link that will be posted on your viewing site uh, for joining the virtual coffee hour with members at Riverside. My dad turned 96 June 4th, born in Houston, the birthplace of Juneteenth, the oh by the way you're free anniversary. June 19th, 1865, two and a half years after the Emancipation Proclamation, Major General Gordon Granger issued the order informing the state of Texas that all slaves were free. Let's get this party started. Like everything else these days, my dad's birthday was a drive-by party. Some friends drove by his house in Los Angeles, blowing their horns and yelling happy birthday with 
balloons streaming from their cars, relatives gathered on the front yard as he opened what turned out to be his favorite gift. A basketball. My sister Charlotte sent me a video of him rising from the seat on his high-test walker and shuffling the ball around his body between his legs, then sitting back down, exhilarated, exhausted. That's him, 73 years ago, with my mom on their wedding day, September 1st, 73 years ago. They're still going strong. I kept waiting for him to take a few dribbles to his right, jab, step forward, and take his patented one-handed jump shot, swish, nothing but net. In the divine imagination, those shots are still going in at 96, even if that is no longer possible in his frail human body. That's our terrain these days, maybe any days, any era, any moment, that sacred space between the divine and human, between divine promise and human possibility, between heaven and earth, between what can be and what is. Take Sarah. Was she a hundred? The writer never tells us. Says Abraham was a hundred, but there's no mention of Sarah's age. But let's not even go there. She was old, way older than a woman used to be bearing children. She was oh, uh, so old and childless, the matter was settled. Sarah's story is one of those stories that is about one thing, but reveals so much more. Sarah is listening to the men talk. We're always talking, aren't we? Men talking. In James McBride's book, Deacon King Kong, put it on your list. The names of the characters are great. Hot Sausage, the black super in a NYCHA building, calls white men always men. It's a slick double entendre, don't you think? Men, always, being men, always men. Who else? Making decisions, defining truth, legislating on their terms, talking definitively about others, carving up the world, setting prices, taking other people's stuff, land, music, starting wars, men, always, always men. Sarah can't be in the tent where it happens. So she's listening outside and hears she's going to have a child. And here we are again at that sacred space, the absurd disproportion between divine promise and human possibility, as one scholar put it, swish. Sarah laughing holy laughter at what God promises and she and we can't believe is possible. Me have a child at my age? And more than that, get ready sister, down the line, that child is our future. And stay with me here because you know what that means, that far into the future, 40 begats later, it means that any child, that every child, is heir to this promise, is hope for our future. It means that black lives matter. 
because these children painted black are the children of impossibility, of centuries of slavery, suffering at the hands of always men, a ruling, privileged, white elite, where one people structures society so that it perpetually privileges them and those like them, wrote Brian Blunt, Union Presbyterian Seminary's president in Richmond, Virginia. Are we gonna get there to enflesh this nation with the democracy in the, in the documents and the blood that gave it birth? To overcome the deeply embedded systems and structures that breed white supremacy and privilege? We shall, shall we overcome? Is there a deep well of laughter in our future. Some sunny June 19th, near the summer solstice, the stark whiteness of our past covered by the warmth of celestial rays, the barbecue pit blazing, and all the colors of our humanity gathered round, telling new stories of hope for tomorrow, singing our song of inclusivity and justice, Always men humbled by the shouts of protest. No justice, no peace. And the signs telling our truth. Those posters at all those rallies. I can't breathe. Eight minutes to kill a black man, three days to arrest a murderer. How many weren't filmed? Black. Trans lives matter. Racism is the pandemic. Karen, you have the power to stop this. Legalize melanin. We are sacred. And my favorite, enough. Can we make democracy real, black lives mattering, children of the divine promise free to be in the providence of God, he, she, they, there. Can the news of freedom, though late, be true? Can we laugh like Sarah at the promises of God and give birth to our hope in every generation? Guido, and Deacon King Kong said, everything you are, everything you will be in this cruel world depends on your word. A man cannot keep his word, he's worthless. So you see him fumbling? Is that a Bible? It's a Bible, worthless. Not the Bible, the always man, the dominator of space, the tweeter of lies. To serve and protect, worth what? A nation that cannot keep its word is worthless. Oh, say, can you see?
worthless. The Star Bangled Banner. I never did like that old lion, lollygagging, hypocritical, warren-ass drinking song with the bombs bursting in air and so forth. That's Hattie from Deacon King Kong. If Colin can't kneel, Trump can't stand. Crest has been shown to be an effective decay preventive denifrice that can be of significant value when used in a conscientiously applied program of oral hygiene and regular professional care. I memorized that in my childhood. I didn't memorize this. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America, worthless, until the meaning of we grows into a posterity that includes everybody. George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, Trayvon Martin, Sandra Bland, Beloved Slater, Tamir Rice, Jesus. He'd still be too young to vote on November 3rd if he hadn't been killed for playing in a park by himself while black. The Emancipation Proclamation is on the record. The word is out, even in Texas, but the work of freedom is incomplete. Frederick Douglass said often, the legacy of black people in America could be traced like that of a wounded man through a crowd by the blood. I almost titled this sermon free, but still bleeding. That legacy in this nation is being added to by 1,000 black lives that matter, taken every year, killed by police officers, ever since that statistic has been kept. A trail of blood too red, too long. Is it too late? I don't think so. I know you don't either. The epistle lectionary for today is Romans 5, the first five verses. Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand, and we boast and our hope of sharing the glory of God. And not only that, but we also boast in our suffering, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. We're in a sacred space-time. Can't you feel it? Like the promises of God and what we mere humans might be able to affect are coming together. 
We want a new legacy of love, radical love, you call it here at Middle. And that is what we are seeing in the streets these days. Love in all that anger and frustration. Love, radical love. Love that risks tear gas, always men, rubber bullets, COVID-19, a restless, energized, persistent, intergenerational, international, multicolored, gendered and transgendered love that we pray will transform our society until our systems and structures serve all, until we, the people, is worth something because it means all God's people. Oh yes, brothers and sisters, kin of all kinds. Oh yes, all God's people because it's never too late to laugh. Amen. June 19th, 1865 saw the end of an institution that we knew as slavery, thank God. It took a bold new thing to bring down that institution and it takes a bold new thing to build something like Middle Collegiate and keep it going. In fact, I'm a member here at Middle Collegiate and speaking of liberty and freedom, I must tell you, I haven't felt so free as I did the day they started Queer Black Men, which is a queer collective of black men here at Middle Collegiate. We meet monthly and we have meetings and we talk about what it is to be black in this day and age. And uh, as we know, at times it can be hard, but imagine the glory and the freedom I feel in that room or on Zoom chats to know that I'm loved and to see myself reflected. It's a beautiful thing. In fact, I believe middle collegiate churches the first of its kind to have such things and other organizations, all centered around love and inclusiveness. In fact, if you would like to give to our uh, digital ministry, I counted, there are four ways to do so. First way is you could go to middlechurch.org backslash donate and click donate. Or you can go on our book that's faced, which some call Facebook. <laughs> We're under Middle Collegiate Church. Click donate there as well. And if you would like to do it through text, text whatever gift, whatever amount, to 917-924-4666. Or Venmo, you can find us there at Middle Collegiate Church. That's at Middle Collegiate Church is our handle there. And I would like to leave you with a little small message from my fellow member, Matthew John Harris, who's also a part of the Queer Black Men Collective. He says, and I echo, keep being you and the rest of the world will catch up to something bold, new, artistic. Join Middle, help us create the world that we all want to see.
So we're going to sing a little song for you, Middle, but we're going to have you join in as well so we don't just be spectators all the time. It's training ad, uh, activists so that you're always active and affirming. Wash over you today, middle. God made me. You were made perfect just the way you were. Fully intended to be. God made me. God made me. God made me. God made me Let that be your prayer and your intention and your mantra.
Let's pray together now. Holy and loving, just and merciful God, accept now these gifts that have been given in the form of Venmo, via a church website, in the form of gifts that have been given in our hearts and in our minds. Because we know the urgency of this moment and we know the goodness of this movement of love and justice. God, use these gifts now, both financial and those of commitment of mind and time to further your goodness in this world. Amen. And now let's sing together our closing hymn. I'm That's what love looks like. I'm outside watching John play with Ophelia. When I think about Michael's beautiful sermon, I think I'm not laughing. My eggs were old and I was never ever able to make a baby. But now I have an amazing son and a fantastic daughter-in-law. Two grandbabies, a girl and a boy, and no stretch marks. God is still in the business of doing miraculous things. We're between the now and the not yet, everyone. And God is not finished delivering on God's promises. And we are in birth pains. Something new is being born and inside us and around us. And God is using us to help midwife it. So go in the world believing, laughing with joy. That God can do the unexpected. Way to be surprised. Amen.